You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings. I'm back. I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 7th, episode 3054, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse friends. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. You heard that right. She's back. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good to be. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm glad to be here. How about well, that? Well, good. So, yeah, this is probably the longest you're going to sit down for two weeks. You know, and I've been up since six, and uh, it's been three hours of nonstop, so I deserve a little break. <laughs> there you go. Well, Jamie is back to tell us all about her last two weeks. Reese Koffler-Stanfield of the Dressage Show stopping by. She's bringing us our holiday recipe of the week. And for longtime listeners, that'll be deja vu, because she used to bring us recipes all the time about 12 years ago. Uh, plus, we'll announce the HRN Holiday Wintech Saddle Giveaway. I'm going to give you all the details on that in two minutes. And Equestrian First World Problems. And auditors, hang on. We have a we have an interesting auditor show for you today. Yeah. We cannot mention anything about it in the regular show. So if you are a, not an auditor and you want to hear some fun, uh, you can become one. And yeah, that's right. Post show. <laughs> well, there is a contest. So we're not doing Radiothon this year, but we still have stuff to give away. So we've come up with an alternate. You can win yourself a brand new Wintech saddle for Christmas up to a $1,500 value. That's right. Up to a $1,500 saddle. And all you have to do is one of three things. Number one. You can get one entry just by going to horseradionetwork.com, clicking on the banner, and there's an entry form there. You just fill it out, send it in, and uh, I posted this in the auditor room last night, and about 100 auditors have entered already. So just go there. You get one entry for doing that, and you can only uh, you can only do one per person. You can get two entries into the contest to draw the drawing for the saddle if you send us a voicemail. You submit us a holiday voicemail using the green voicemail button on the right side of the website, or you can record a message on your phone and send it to us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or you can send it to us at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. Get creative, involve the horses or the dogs or the cats or your barn mates or just wish everyone, a, uh, everyone or that special someone a happy holidays. That's all you have to do is record us a regular voicemail in your voice and send it to us. And that'll get you two entries. So you get more entries for doing more work. And you get four entries if you submit us a poem or a song. So this is, this is reminiscent of Radiothon. And we're going to play these on horses in the morning as the holidays go along. So I need you, what I need you to do there is submit a, uh, 
same thing. Submit a voicemail off the website or record one yourself and send it to us. And then you will get uh, four entries into the contest. So that level requires you to write a song or a poem about the holidays, including your favorite HRN shows, hosts, or sponsors. So somewhere in the song or the poem, so you have to mention somebody. They have to sing a song about you. Is that about really us? What that you're is doing? correct. That is what we're doing this year, <laughs> and most of them did that anyway. But uh, so think radiothon level. All you creative people that were sending in these entries every year, you get four ent- or you get four entries uh, to the saddle drawing if you do this, and plus you get to hear it on the radio. So uh, definitely do that. We would love to have you uh, involved in it. We want to hear as many voicemails as we can and as i said we'll play them on horses in the morning as we as we go through the holidays we won't play them all in one day we'll scatter them out but we're looking forward to this we we've kind of missed you guys singing and telling stories and wishing everybody a happy holiday so please do do it you have until december the 15th to enter and as i said it's only one entry per person so if you it's a wintech saddle giveaway that's awesome yep and it's any wintech saddle you choose you pick and the Isabel Wintech is a $1,500 saddle. So, uh, you know, it depends on what you want. and Or you can give it away as a present. That'd be a really good present for somebody. I'd keep no. it yourself. No, no that's wanna, not. Why would you, you even say something that ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. All right, Daily Winnie time. Give away a saddle. <laughs> Well, happy birthday to one auditor, and that's Katie Moulton. Happy birthday to you and uh, everybody I might have missed, but I don't think I did. But happy birthday to Katie. We have no new auditors uh, this past week, so if you want to become an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner, and for as little as $3 a month, you can you can get in the super secret auditor room and be part of all the special things that we do. I have one other. Daily Winnie, and that's to an eventer and past guest here on the show. Lainey Ashker's been on the show. Her mom was on the show quite a bit. Remember when she was riding across the country? Yep. Well, Lainey posted this after her weekend eventing. She said it's taken 38 years, countless polls, hundreds of refusals, tons of buck-offs, 57 broken bones, lots of broken relationships, countless tears, and literally hundreds of horse shows, and I finally won my first FEI event. Thank you, Lottie, as a horse, for helping me achieve this result and all of my other horses along the way that have helped me earn ten or earn those 10,000 hours to get me to this point. The lesson learned here, it takes many, many years to become an overnight success. <laughs> Congratulations, Delaney. I'm so excited Yay! for her. She's worked a long time to make this happen. That's amazing. I mean, 57 broken bones to win her first FEI event. That's commitment right there. But it just goes to show you, you know, sometimes you just have to stick with it until the right horse comes along, right? So. Oh, yeah, but see, vendors too are a special brand of crazy. They're like the English equivalent of bull riders, you know, like it's just going to, it's going to break something, but you got to get back on. That's it <laughs> for 57 times. Yeah. So I just had to give that to her. I know she doesn't listen to the show, but uh, it was, it was special. She's been on the show before. So I briefly touched on the fact that when I when I just popped in last week that Pink had to be hospitalized for 
colic for colitis. And Pink is my pregnant broodmare. And she's older and she's pregnant. And I wasn't really feeling great about her chances um, because she was just really, really sick. And I've owned her for 10 years and I've never seen her sick ever. So I get her to the hospital. It's not looking good. I have to make the decision of like, what are we going to do? And I was like, you know, just give her, let's give her one more day. Let's give her one more day. Next day he calls me. She's doing great. Miracle upon miracles. She makes it. She spends the week in the hospital while I'm doing the clinic. I bring her home, Glenn, and I am tasked with now, now keep in mind, I had started weaning her baby. And then, but it was like just intermittently, but like she got sent to the hospital. So the weaning is a thing. Like we're weaned. Uh, so How she holds the baby again. Five, five months. Five, and my so vet, she was just about anyway. Yeah. So, and my yeah. vet with the, with, with Pink's condition with all the months of stall rest has just lost a lot of weight. And she's like, you do a lot better for Pink if you could just wean the baby. So I start weaning. I put the baby Effie out with Zeus, with Duke, and then I put him out with Zeus. I put her out with Zeus. And uh, Zeus is like the best uncle. It's amazing. Like, he's fantastic. He's taken such good care of her. He's like, you can't have my food. You stay over there, but I'm not going to hurt you. He's been great. Okay. So I get Pink up there, come back from the hospital. It's been five days. They meet. Oh, dear God. It's like I've never, it's like they've never been apart and I just pulled them apart. It's been just like a frantic mess. I get so fed up. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to put the mare. I don't know where to put the baby. I don't know where to put. And so I end up turning Duke out with Pete. A lot of screaming at the farm right now. Oh, dear God, the yelling. And so Duke is my 29 year old, solid, amazing citizen. And so he is now out with Pink. Okay, great. Everybody's calm. Now I am tasked with giving Pink oral antibiotics twice a day. Now, this shouldn't be a big deal. She's 22 years old, like, or 21 years old. I can't, I should be able to just put it in and dose her. Uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. So these pills, you have to like soak them for like two hours to get them to dissolve, right? So I get them to dissolve. I put them in a syringe and I'm like, okay. And I put them in her mouth and I squeeze it in like back of her throat, hold her head up, drop her head. <laughs> gone spits it out like son of a gun so two hours later i have to try again because it takes two hours soak dang things so they soak them again i'm like you know what? i'm just gonna drizzle a little bit on her food and see if i can get her to eat that nope hunger strike god dang it okay so what do i do now all right so i've got that i can't i don't you know what i'll try the dosing again and then i'll hold her head up for five minutes so i'm like my left arm is so sore my muscles i'm like hold it i squirt it in her mouth i hold her head up in the air and i'm just waiting i'm like rubbing her neck i heard her swallow i stick my finger in her ear all the tricks to like make him swallow five minutes i'm holding this mare's head in the air i drop her head down <laughs> gone I'm like, God bless. So at this point, Glenn, I feel like a contestant on the British baking show. I have come up with 67 different steps to get this stupid mare to take her stupid antibiotics. And it's finally working, which includes taking molasses of all things. I put molasses in the bottom of a bucket, just in the bottom of the bucket. I'm like, sniff that. And she's like, no, that's terrible. And I was like, sniff it. And I pushed her face up into the bucket to where like our lips were black from the molasses. And she's like, 
hmm, that's all right. So then I take the molasses and I put a little water in it and slosh it around and she like drinks it. Okay. So I'm going to take some molasses. I'm going to put it on top of like a beet pulp and then soak that and with a little molasses in it, give her that. She's like, hmm, that's good. I'm like, okay, now we're going to add alfalfa cubes with the molasses and the beet pulp. And now we're going to put a little bit of grain on top of it. Okay. There you go. She's eat that. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the pills, put some molasses in, shake it up, but also then I put the, that into the beet pulp mix and I stir that around, add her marin full grain, and then I stir that around. And then like a contestant on the show, I drizzle like a balsamic reduction, the molasses <laughs> in like a pattern along the top of the bucket of beet pulp, of alfalfa cubes, of, of the marin full feed, of the antibiotics. And what did the judges think? And ding, 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 we have a winner. Now, it is not a fast to go. Yeah, it, it, only, takes her about, it takes about as long as baking a cake. It takes her, and it takes her another four hours to eat it because she's still not quite on board yet. But I swear to God, I mean, days and days of like, how do I get this horse to take these pills? And I'm good at dosing horses. Like, I was a vet tech. Like, I can get that sucker in there and down. And she, she sees me come with that halter. She's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, uh huh. And you're going to get it. And they're like, I'm go through it and like mm -mm, no i'm not gonna eat that i'm like son of a uh, so at this point I, I i've had to order more antibiotics because she's deposited so many on the ground that i think all my dogs are free and clear of like any sort of virus for the rest of their lives because they've <laughs> homer stop licking that homer homer <laughs> well they'll be good and healthy <laughs> exactly oh so it's been so fun but she's doing doing well enough to be as can be expected so my daily Winnie goes to me <laughs> for that. That's a first. <laughs> now, I'd also like to give a daily Winnie to Red, Miles, Stanley, A, Zeus, Oplin, Oh, Little Brother, and Donnelly, because they were the stars of the show for the clinic. I used these horses, and I mean, they were fantastic teachers. And, you know, when you're pairing up a student with a horse, you want the horse, like, okay, which horse, which horse should I use? It doesn't matter, because the horse is going to do what the person tells them. You can't fake anything. And so it was so great to see these horses like really absorb the energy and like the breathing and the the steps and the you know the ones you had to be a little more smooth with they were smooth it was so fantastic and Greta Monica Jen and Sophie were my four uh, in the clinic and it was amazing and I just wanted to thank you guys for coming and I can't wait till we I, I can't wait to see the progress I already heard from Jen who's like one of the kids in uh, my barn was talking about how her horse comes into pressure, like moves into her leg. And she was like, I got to explain Thigmotaxis. I'm like, okay, you're welcome. <laughs> For those who don't know, well, you'll just have to Google it or come to a clinic and then you'll learn all about that. But it was really fun. It was a lot of work and the horses were fantastic. And um, yeah. I'm and did I see, are we allowed to talk about the good news that came out of it? Yes. One of the horses got uh, got adopted? Yeah. So the the young lady, Sophie, who had bought Stanley, which she now calls him Roman, which is really weird for me, but it's okay. So his, his registered name is Roman Empire. And so she named, she calls him Roman. So she came with him and... Then one of the horses that came from Horse and Hound, his name was Oh Little Brother. And I was like, oh, bother. Like, this horse is never going to get adopted because he is like a plain bay 15 three-hand cribber. I'm like, I had no shot. 
well, I get that horse and he doesn't lead. He doesn't do any three years old. Like he's kind of like whatever. And he, I put the dually halter on him and he's like, I'm just going to walk this way. And I was like, mm, no, you're not. And he was like, I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. And then like, oh, what is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, that's okay. All right. I'm okay with that. Like every single thing I did for this horse, like what we, we taught him, he was like, okay, I got it. Move on to the next thing. Like the best like intentions of a horse ever. And just like this clean slate and this total sweet, kind nature. And she just fell in love with him. And so she took him home. <laughs> this is one of the participants, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 17 year old who's a hunter jumper. And, uh, you know, she, I let her do the first, all the things on him and stuff. And, and she's, she's like, Oh my God, I just love him. I'm like, well, he is up for adoption. You can, you know, take him home. And she goes, Oh, I already sent pictures to my mom. <laughs> I was like, of course she did. And so then she's like, yeah, we'll take him. And so she took him home and it's fantastic. And I'm, I'm thrilled for the horse and thrilled for her. I have a couple other ones here right now that Donnelly and o o Oplin, who is a beautiful five-year-old liver chestnut with just a reaction time that is like so quick. It's kind of, he, he's kind of tough. Um, and then Donnelly is a stunning three-year-old who is just really kind and really awesome and he's going to be a, a cool horse for somebody so uh, although uh, barrett loves him so we're gonna have to fight <laughs> so i uh so these people have now gone through the introductory course for money roberts and Correct. if they want they can go to the, to the next step right the next step is the introductory exam and i am qualified to give the exam and i can however they have to i sent them home with a 500 page manual on every single thing to do with a horse. And that is the, what you write. Basically the test is essay questions and you write and write, and write. I mean, I, I passed it, so it can't be that hard. Um, <laughs> it's hard. I and remember so, when you were doing it too. Oh God. I was like, I am 40 years old and I'm making note cards. Like, like I'm 15. It was, it was a, it was a lot to process and a lot of work, but the knowledge that you gain is insane. Um, so yeah, so they have to, go home and study. And I told them when they're ready, you know, they have to keep me updated with videos and send them and we'll talk. And, and, uh, when they're ready, they can come back and take the exam and, and then, uh, then they have to go take the advanced course in California. Very cool. Well, congratulations to Greta, Monica, Jen, and Sophie for, for uh, getting that done. And for you for, for doing it now, is this something you're going to do once a year? Probably yeah. once a year. I'd like to do it twice a year, but you know, until I get that indoor or that covered round pin, which I have been getting quotes on, it hurts. Um, I just well, can't especially do now, the price spring of through the or, roof. Yeah. yeah, spring or summer. So, so I think October has proven to be a good month to be outside. Um, and it was great to have the two weeks in case we had weather. I would use the weekend and it worked out great. So I'll probably do next October as well. Cause it is a, I mean, it's a lot of work for me, for one person. So, but it was good. Very good. Well, let's talk a little bit about, well, let, before we get to the World Equestrian Center, can we talk about bugs? So when I mentioned we had fruit flies, we got about, what, about 100 people <laughs> that responded with remedies for fruit flies. I'm still getting them. By the way, the fruit flies seem to be somewhat under control. The the little cups with the saran wrap on top and the holes poked in and, you know, oranges or something fruity inside, apple cider vinegar, seem to do the trick. I can't imagine what your house looked like. It must have had oh, just like We had cups little cups everywhere. <laughs> bowls. And, <laughs> and you have to change them out every couple of days because they get disgusting. So anyway, uh, we're 
you're on to a new bug. So the, oh, uh, no. so the other morning, I don't know why I went outside. So I went outside. We have this wooden privacy fence all the way around the backyard. So we, and on the other side in the neighbor's yard is a big tree. So I go outside and I see these flying things over near the fence. It's a little bit away from the house. So I walk over there and there's this trail of little bugs with white wings crawling up the fence and flying away. And then I look at the neighbor's tree and call Jennifer out. There are thousands of them coming up the tree and flying away. And I said to Jennifer, I'm going to take a picture, but I think that looks like a termite. So I took a picture and then looked, and yep, there were termites. So yeah. happened to be that day the Orkin Man was coming out for his monthly visit. So the, I took the Orkin Man out there, and in an hour, they, it had stopped. But I had the pictures, and I showed him. He said, yep, those are termites. I need to get the termite lady out. So termite lady comes out. By the way, there's a job. Your whole job is termites. So she comes out, and she looks around, and she digs through the dirt there by the by the fence, and she finds all these carcasses, and she said, yep, these are termites, subterranean termites to be specific. Did you know there were many different kinds of termites? I can't say that I did. All no, I me either. Termites, I think of like the Looney Tunes, where they would just like chomp through everything. Yes, well, that's pretty much what they're doing to our fence, and apparently the neighbor's tree. Oh, um, so then she said, well, we have to figure out, she said they're She's not sure if they're in the house. We have a concrete block house, but they still can get in the house. Uh, so she's not sure if they're in the house. So she said, well, let's go walk out to the other side of the yard. And we have this piece of wood on the on the ground. And she turned over the piece of wood. And sure enough, all these little white dots of termites. Um, so I can both... tell you how to see if they're in your house. Well, she looked around. She didn't think so. Do, so you, like, like, do you have your bed on like a frame? Yes. Like a wooden frame? Is the frame gone? <laughs> Because no, if it is, like... they're in the house. <laughs> we have bamboo floors too. So <laughs> I noticed. Oh, yeah. So now it's like, okay, she said, they're in your backyard. They're going to head to the house. She said, and if you've got them both sides of the backyard, that's a very large colonies of termites. And we live in a neighborhood. So it's like, I got to tell the neighbor at some point. <laughs> She's probably full of them. So, yep, $2,500 to come out and uh, do the termite treatments. And they have to drill through your concrete foundation oh my inside the house and around the house. And then they squirt the stuff down in there. So that's all a day's process and very loud. Uh, but it just so happens that we scheduled it for the day that I'm not going to be on the show because otherwise I'd had to go find someplace to do the show because I'm on jury duty. I got uh. called again. So on the 21st, you will have Lisa and I will be at jury duty. Gotcha. So. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So there's the new batch of bugs that we have here. Uh, isn't home to. ownership fun? Aren't you so glad you bought a house? Do you remember the first landlord? 10 years we were together on this show? I said we were never going to buy a house again. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I yeah. Do you remember that? That's yeah, I do question. remember that. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that sucks. I'm yeah. sorry, buddy. That That's brutal. <laughs> So let's talk about the World of Question Center. That's a happier note. Um, they have a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. Now we're getting into the busy season over there. And we're starting the fall series this week of Premier Hunters and Jumpers. They're On Saturday night, they're doing a $100,000 Grand Prix. Returns at 7 o'clock for the next four Saturday nights. They'll do Under the Lights, uh, where they do Grand Prix rounds. So that's a lot of fun because you can, you can just get your pizza from the pizza place right there and sit there and watch the Grand Prix. 
Uh, also, they are doing a dressage show starting next week. They have a couple of weeks of USEF and USDF rated shows. Remember when they couldn't get any rated shows? Well, it's changed a lot. And then uh, uh, they're also doing – this is the variety they have there. And this is the variety of footing that they What's have. What's happening now? Every one of these – Disciplines requires different footing, it seems like. But uh, you can watch the largest paying barrel racing event in the Southeast. That's going to be happening also later in the month. So from barrel racing to dressage to jumpers, all in one place. And uh, you can find all of that at worldequestriancenter.com. They have the full schedule there. And as I said, it's going to be really busy from now through. Plus, they really decorate beautifully for Christmas. You're going to want to see that, too. So that's all coming up at the World Equestrian Center. Well, hey, before we get to Reese, um, I just have to make mention, and I would like to thank all the auditors who have sent me this and um, let them also know that I I am aware uh, because I stalk him. So, of course, I know where he is. But Tom Burlingson. Oh, are you going? Yeah. Tell everybody what it is. You're going over, right? Uh, You know, just a couple more days until the 40th anniversary screening of The Man from Snowy River at the Astor Theater in St. Kilda, Melbourne. Uh, I'm going to have to have some more time off. Uh, (laughs) He's going to be there doing Q&A sessions and is going to meet audience members who want autographs and pictures. And I'm You could finally talk to him. (laughs) I mean, for real. So um, it's, it's posted on his page as if he wrote... It. And it's like on his Facebook page, I'll be there to participate in a queue. Well, let me tell you something. That ain't him that's writing that, I'm pretty sure, because I have written him multiple times and he has not written me back and I don't understand. And so I like, I've, I like found different pages. I'm sorry, we're just, you know, a fan page for, for Tom. And, and then this one's like, I, if I, you send a message to that page, the one that he posted on, you get an instant reply. Thank you so much for your, and I was like, Oh my God, he wrote back. No, they've like set some sort of like, like thing where it just writes back immediately. Thank you so much for your attention and your message. And we will get back to you. And as soon as we can, which is a lie. <laughs> Lies. So can, uh, can you get your free flights over to Australia? I can. So uh, you know what? I got to go. See you later. I'm gonna <laughs> it's only going to take off. you two days to get there, exactly. two days to get home. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God, how cool would that be? But you know what? What if I went all the way over there for that and he was like, not nice? I would suck. I want to pretend that it's just his people that are keeping him from me and it's not him. Do you know what he's doing now, by the way? Are you quizzing me or are you asking me? Either way. Well, I do know that he is a singer. Yeah, he's uh, con- he, he stars in his impersonation. Yeah, it's exactly it. He stars yeah. as his own musical shows uh, with fa- doing fa- Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I so. mean, he's all class. <laughs> that guy. And for those wondering, I thought he's got to be like seventy-five now. He's sixty-six. Yeah, so he, yeah. I, I really worked on him pretty hardcore and and would get no response. And then he got the gig of uh, being on. Uh, Australia's Got Talent. He was like, I think the Simon Cowell or one of the, it was like one of the judges on Australia's Got Talent. And then, so he blew up and was super famous and wouldn't take my calls. And now he's like, you know, not on that show anymore. And he's back to doing things like this. And he still won't take my messages. <laughs> did you know he had only ridden a horse a few times before he was cast in the film? I did know that. Yeah. I did. He I learned to ride you know on the horse he rode in the movie. Yeah. Quinn. Do you think he's ever ridden since? <sighs> 
these are all the questions I have for him. I have so many questions. You, I thought maybe that he was just – you know how William Shatner doesn't like to talk about Star Trek anymore. I thought maybe that he just didn't want to talk about that movie anymore. Like yeah, he's but done here with he it. is, like doing yes, like screenings I know. and – That blew my theory. I'm going to stop complaining, okay? Like I'm going to stop talking about him. You know what? So I'm going to take a moratorium on Tom Burlington until, <laughs> until, he, until he comes on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, not covering true. your flight, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll get there, and they'll have your picture on the wall. And they won't even let you in the theater. Be like, she's a stalker. Here she is. <laughs> Put the rope up. Get the security guards. I've been very kind. I just happen to copy and paste the same message every week. <laughs> Let's go to our recipe, our holiday recipe of the week, which we're doing every Monday now through the holidays. We've had a variety of recipes, and I know that some of you say, well, I don't cook, so I'm not interested in the recipes. This is one anybody can do. This is simple. Requires no cooking. So you can do this one. And Reese Koffler-Stanfield, who was the one that started recipes on our show about 12 years ago, is coming on to do it with us. Well, hi, Reese. Thanks for joining us again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Back to my roots. I yes. love it. It was only like 12 years ago that you were doing recipes with us. <laughs> Should we tell everybody what that was? That's, that's, actually, that's how I started on the, on the radio show, radio yeah. network. And then Glenn talked you into doing a dressage podcast <laughs> and you were going to do it for three months. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're at, at uh, 10 and a half years. So I'm still <laughs> working on those three months. Uh, yeah, and we never have known the adventures we would have gone on. So Dressage I'm, I'm people, so they have a distorted view of time. So, um. <laughs> Something. It's for having to watch all those dressage tests. It's, it's a distorts time. <laughs> it's probably true. It's probably true. No, it's so fun. And, um, this is, I, we, we still don't remember how we met, but I happened to mention I like to cook. And Glenn said, would you come on and, and do a recipe segment? And I was like, of course, I'm obsessed with the Food Network and want to be a star, so I'm ready. Here I am. <laughs> Instead, you're talking about dressage. <laughs> <laughs> we make it fun, though. Yes, you I do. Think, I think Philip and I, you know, we, we can we make it a little lighter, for sure. <laughs> you do. All right. Your <laughs> recipe is called Last Minute Party Dip. And I was saying earlier in the show, for all for all the people who complain that we do recipes because they don't cook, this is, you don't need to cook. You can, Anybody can do this one. Exactly. Well, so this is – I actually – this is from the Joanna Gaines cookbook and uh, Magnolia Table. And I think you know, I, I live in a small space, but I am obsessed with cookbooks. But finally, my husband was like, okay, we're at the max amount of cookbooks. So if you get a new one, one has to leave, which is really, <laughs> really sad. So I, I do love cookbooks. but I They really usually say like that about horses. But... I know. I was going <laughs> right. to say, like, keeper. <laughs> We have a rule in our house. I don't ask what he spends on bourbon. He doesn't ask what I spend on horses, and it, it works out great for us. Well, he must drink a lot. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I've driven him to it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, I've driven him to it. So uh, so I love this one. Um, I The reason I love it is because I was thinking of the other night when we had to be at a party, and it was a potluck party, and I have everything to make this dip. Besides the onions, which you can uh, take out, it's fine, uh, in my pantry at all times. Because I also live, you know, we live on a farm. So we're not far from town, but we're, you know, 10 minutes in and out to town. And uh, it's not around the corner. So I love having everything that I need so that I can make this dip and off we go. So, all right, I'll tell get us started. what the ingredients are. So, no cooking. 
It says prep time, 15 minutes. I have done it in far less. So, (laughs) (laughs) so again, you're going to need two eight ounce blocks of, you can do third of fat cream cheese. You can literally do whatever cream cheese you got. It's totally fine. If you can take the fat out, I think it's probably good. And then one cup drained oil packed sun-dried tomatoes, coarsely chopped. And I like to keep that sun-dried tomato oil because you can use it in pastas or something else. So I don't throw that away. Um, And then one seven and a half ounce jar of marinated quartered artichokes drained and chopped. One cup minced green onions, light and dark green parts. One teaspoon of garlic powder. One teaspoon of kosher salt. One tablespoon of freshly ground black pepper to taste. And then bagel chips or crackers or literally whatever you have in your cupboard is perfect. So then this is when it, the, the, you put it in a stand mixer. You don't need a stand mixer. You can do it yourself. You're just going to use, it's okay. You'll use the muscles for the dip so you can eat the dip. And you literally, <laughs> you know, you put the cream cheese, the sun-dried tomatoes, the artichoke, green onions, everything together. You combine it, which is perfect. Then you transfer half the dip to a small serving dish um, and you top it with paper and you can store it in the fridge and then you refill as you, as necessary. So, you know, or you can just dump it all in one dish, which is what I typically do. And then you just store it and you can have leftovers for about three to four days and off you go. But it's really good and there's never leftovers. And you could even put cute little crackers on it or make put it on a charcuterie board, which is like my favorite way to eat is a charcuterie board. And uh, off you go. So this is so easy. One. Anybody can do this one. <laughs> I know, me, which is why I picked it. It's making me hungry, number one. And number two, what a great tip on keeping the oil. I don't think I would have thought of that, but you're right. That would be really good. And like some pasta, if you're going to make some some pasta primavera, like, that's awesome. Yeah, whatever. You, whatever you need it for. And it, it keeps just fine. And, you know, it's interesting, Travis and I, my husband and I have done some cooking classes together. And, you know, when you go to like really learn from a chef, they don't throw anything away. They use everything. It's really, it's really cool. And then I looked at how I cook. I was like, oh, I would throw that away. (laughs) But they don't do that. They really, they will use all the items, which I think is super cool. So I try to do that when I- They also have refrigerators the size of a building. So that's part of it too. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. Yeah, they they have- They're not living in your tiny home. (laughs) Exactly. We have a a normal fridge, Glenn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now I have a travel trailer, so I have more fridge space. That's right. So I'm good to go. Well, this is the recipe. We're going to put it in the show notes right there on your podcast player. So, and I'll post it over in the auditor room as well, uh, so that everybody can find it and and make it quickly and easily for the holidays. No excuse not to show up with this. And I wanted to ask you, you did get a travel trailer this year. So you got a long one, actually. Um, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about we. It's not moved yet. It's I'm a little nervous about pulling that baby out for its first trip. I think yeah. it's you got a really long one. So that's because you're going to be heading to Wellington soon. How did your season go? How did you do this year? Well, so, well, we're not done yet, actually. So actually this week here in Lexington is the U.S. National Finals. So, which is a plus and minus that I get to sleep in my own bed during a national championship. I also have a full training barn and lessons. So I still seem to not take off for that which is fine. Um, so we have the national championships, uh, follow me or big Mike is what we call him. Um, and people who listen to the show have kind of 
uh, I got him six years ago. So they've heard updates throughout um, the last six years. Uh, so he is in the intermediate one in the intermediate freestyle division. So, uh, so yeah, it's a big week for us here, national championship, which is crazy. Um, so, so what do you, what do you use music wise for your freestyle? You know, that's a great, it's kind of a Celtic theme. It's a, it's a little more vocal, uh, a little more edgy than I typically have done for my freestyles, but I really like it. Look at and you <laughs> stepping out. I know, I know. Well, I was I was stepping out because I really wanted um it was actually for another horse, I'm not gonna lie. Um and uh but Big Mike and the other horse were pretty similar and I wanted it for the CDI ring uh and for, for big stadiums. So I'm really excited about doing it and uh now will so Big Mike be wearing size. a kilt? Um no. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try not to do a kilt. Okay. We're gonna try not to do a kilt. Okay. So well, it's Celtic just, music, I thought maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna keep traditional outfit, I hope. But no, it's in the big all tech stadium. Um there's great um there's live stream if people are interested for the full national championship, which is really cool. You can, you know, follow your favorite professional and friend. So yeah. So you have a good- chance of being a national champion? Yeah. I, he's got a pretty good chance in the freestyle, the technical, we'll see. But in the freestyle, he has a very good freestyle. He just won uh, Westphalian Horse of the Year. So no pressure, Big Yay. Mike. Come on, get it together. Good for you. I remember when you got that horse. <laughs> God, I love yes. Big Mike. Yeah. I still have yeah. my pictures with him. And I, I'm like, I think I come up just mid-cannon. Big <laughs> Mike. He's bigger, Jamie. Like now he's like, he, he walked out the other day. I was like, hubba hubba. Like he's looking, he's, <laughs> he's looking all fat. puffed up, huh? <laughs> he's, he's looking, he's looking ready. Yeah. Which is great. He doesn't eat very much. Big Mike, Big Mike's like his mommy. Like we're very easy keepers. So uh, <laughs> you know, but just I'm some like, dip. You're good. <laughs> you're looking, you're looking good, Big Mike. He's, he's looking sporty. So yeah. So it should be a good, uh, and I've got a couple other students that, that are going. So it should be a fun week here. And, so how many horses will show up for the national dressage championships? There's a lot. Yeah. I, I don't actually know the numbers. I'm sorry for that. Um, I should probably know that for my podcast, but sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know that. Um, I have a, a question lot. though, uh, just like on the business end, how many horses do you have in full, like say full training and how many horses of your own do you have? I'm struggling with the ratio, if you can't tell. Well, that's uh, so, Jamie, that's actually a really valid question. So, I teach a whole class on this at the University of Kentucky. But, um, so I have right now, I have eight in full training, and I had this summer uh, nine and 10 for a month. That's a little too much for me. Um, so right now, currently, we have eight in the barn. Uh, I own, um, three of them, but all of them are syndicated. So I don't outright own any any of my horses, which uh, is a great way to do it for young professionals or anyone, right? If you have people that are interested in, in owning horses, kind of like uh, the race horses, right? They syndicate mm-hmm. horses all the time. I think Flightline's syndicated, actually. Yeah. Um, and I would like so, to own part of that yeah. horse. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I do that. And then I do a lot of teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started teaching a lot and, and so I do that. So I have actually less horses in training than I ever have, but I'm busier than I've ever been with teaching. So, gotcha. um, that's what I do. Uh, you know, I have the FEI certification, uh, which was really smart. If you're going to go into this, everybody, um, you know, I think that's the way to go. And, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so you have to, 
What that. I'm hearing, Glenn, is that um, I have a 15 one-hand Mustang named Zeus that is available for syndication. So anybody who wants to... <laughs> yeah. You need a horsey yes. sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Own a piece of American history. Look, I could like put yes. it like that. Oh, my God. Reese, you changed yes. my life. This is great. Girl, girl, you just give me a call. You, you give me a call. We'll talk about this. But yeah, no, the, the syndicated... But actually, it works really well for people owning horses, especially professionals, because it is so expensive to maintain and keep them. And you have a farm and, you know, it gets overwhelming. So I think it's a great way to to actually own horses. And and people, um, my sponsors are older. Um, my parents don't let them hear I said that. Um, <laughs> my parents own, own big, a part of Big Mike. Uh, and also I have another wonderful sponsor who owns Big Mike and a, another one with me. So um, yeah, it's so. I think it's the way to do it. It's been successful for me, and then everybody else gets to enjoy enjoy See, it as well. And this is where Reese is a better business person than I, I am because I also have eight horses, but only four <laughs> are in full training and four are mine. So I'm getting no benefit <laughs> from those. Yeah, Jamie, we got we got to talk, girl. Yeah. We got to talk. Um, I think you own more than four. Listen, uh, four that are being ridden, Glenn. Okay, Watch your okay. Oh. all right. Oh, I goodness. thought the number was higher than that. Listen, I yeah, was going to text Chad here and see what the real <laughs> yeah, number was. How many? Well, I uh, I just actually um, uh, gave away one of my horses to a great home, um, and you know, so I do think you know they're easy to collect and. and uh, this particular horse was was getting older, and he's productive, and he needed a mommy, and so he left yesterday. It was kind of sad, but it was also great. Like I was, I was proud of myself for adulting and, and giving him a new home. <laughs> so you know, that was really I got hard. a question for you along that lines, Reese. Why is adulting so hard for us adults? It's I don't know. Just, just like I, I teach a lot of college kids, and they're like, "We can't wait to get out of here." I'm like. No, no, you want to stay there forever. Like, I would come back in a heartbeat. Like, what are you talking? What are you right? Stay, stay here forever. Go to school, you know, work. No, 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 no. Don't, don't come out. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. It's always harder than you think it's going to be. And there's always stuff like we, I was just telling Jamie and the listeners that we we discovered we have termites all over the backyard. So now we got to get the treatment, right? So and it's always that, right? It's always, it's always something. It's always something. Welcome well, to adulthood. Horses, yeah. I mean, I think the problem with horses is, you know, you need a logical, like, we're all crazy. And we're like, yes, you know, um, I'll, I'll, you know, sure, I'll take that horse. He needs a home. Well, uh, you know, I think there is some... I, I do have a master's in economics, so not that I use that very often. I was just going to say, yeah, how often do you use that, Reese? Yeah, like somebody's <laughs> like, how is the farm budget? I was like, I don't do a budget. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, no, it's too painful. Um, but but sometimes I can look at it logically. And it's the same thing, Jamie, like with, with horses and the number of horses. I mean, there's only so much per hour and so many hours yeah. in the day and so many, um, you know, I think we all deal with staffing issues. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. You want to tell me, I can teach people how to, how to have good kids. You just let them come here and muck some stalls for a few weeks. They'll be, they'll be good. They'll be running home. <laughs> be like, I want to leave there. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, so. thank you, Reese. And you can hear You're more welcome. Reese over on the Dressage Radio Show. They're over there every week. Reese and Philip. if you haven't checked it out yet, you should. Even if you're not into Dressage, they talk a lot about training and that applies to 
any horse. So uh, head on over there and check it out. They actually make dressage fun, which is coming from the guy who finds dressage extremely boring. So Yeah, but uh, you don't produce us anymore, so I think yeah. we broke him. That's right. I bailed out. <laughs> you bailed out. No, but our, it is true. Philip and I are both uh, certified instructors, and uh, so you've got two professional riders that to do the podcast and Philip's great. And, uh, it's been a real pleasure and it's been so fun to be part of the family. Who, who knew that my well, three months would last this long? I'm glad you're up for another three months. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later, Reese. Take care. The PhD equine nutritionist at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science. Their love of horses keeps them out of right until they get it right. And even with the most established feeds, they keep on innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. They're dedicated to a scientific method, but it still can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. Put all their research to the test at horseinnovation.com. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. That's right. These are actual problems that our poor listeners, that our auditors are having to deal with. And if you find yourself with a problem with your horse and your horse life, let me tell you, first of all, it's first world because you know, horses. Uh, but if you want to participate in the segment, just become an auditor. Glenn, how do they do that? Just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. All right. I'm going to start with mine because like I said this to myself this morning <laughs> and I wanted to punch myself in the face. Okay. So I dropped Lucas off at school and it is like a beautiful October morning. And I would like to put the top down on my convertible, but like I can't because I can't then hear my podcast because I got a new iPhone and I can't figure out how to Bluetooth it to my <laughs> new, to my car. So like I can't fly, drive with the top down because I can't hear because my stupid brand new phone won't connect to my Bluetooth. By the way, enjoy that not cracked screen for about two weeks. Listen, it's going to be, it's going to stay fancy. Okay. All right. Yeah. What's your history uh, with that? About two weeks, I think. Oh, God. All right. So Mary says, uh, I went to a horse auction and there was way too many nice horses and like, I don't have enough real estate. Yeah. Don't go to horse auctions. I can't do it. I get invited. There's like, there's apparently like a horse auction not too far from here. And I'm like, you're going to get me divorced. Like, stop it. I can't. Go to oh, yeah, auctions. because that's going to be a classy horse auction near you, and you're going to want to take all – you're going to rescue them all. <laughs> uh, fill the trailer, Jim. Let's go. Uh, Kayla says, my pony is here. 16 hand off the track thoroughbred. But I can't ride because I'm freaking pregnant. <laughs> Kids mess everything up, man. Yeah, you know how that happened, right? Just checking. <laughs> we, we don't need well, – that's post-show talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, Caitlin says, I started doing training rides and lessons while my yearling grows up. But now I'm so busy, I like don't ha – I like, have to make time to work with her. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for getting a baby. Uh, Gary says, I met a baby Mustang today and I – want him but like i already have a horse and like i board it so i can't just like get another one on a whim yeah and you can't really typically board wild horses at places either they don't <laughs> typically like that uh, well i think that boarding does help stop the collection problem 
It does. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like, you know, even if you can afford it, sometimes it's not a stall and nobody wants to board the horse at two facilities. That sucks. Uh, Lily says, my horse is hot and fiery and anxious dragon who desperately needs a talented rider. But instead, she's stuck with me and I'm an unskilled potato. <laughs> <laughs> I read this Reddit thing. Did you hear about the person who gave away potatoes for Halloween? No. And they but like started updating like the their their Twitter, I guess, every fifteen minutes. And like they had a big bowl of candy and then they put a potato in the bag and like the kids were like, What's that? It's a potato. Mama, you have a potato. And they, he said, they went through 40 pounds of potatoes in the oh evening gosh. and ran out. People kept taking the potatoes. I was like, I would totally make Lucas take the potato. I would uh, like to report also that we do live in a neighborhood. I haven't done a report on this. And uh, we were not open for trick-or-treaters, but that's okay because we didn't see one. Mm-hmm. Not one. You had your lights off. No, I mean, none walked by. None. Well, there were just none. I was shocked. You, you have like... Oh, really? You don't even have land around you. Yeah. This well, is a neighborhood. I mean, it's packed full of houses. I was they, shocked. Kids kids flock to the places with the best candy. Yeah, apparently, our block was not known for good candy, They go I to guess. the fancy neighborhoods. <laughs> um, Jessica said, I'm having to decide between cleaning my horse's sheath myself or hiring the professional who came last year. Uh, hire the professional. That's what we do. I figured you'd have yeah, just hire the professional. Who wants to do that? Hillary says, I went grocery <laughs> shopping today and like I had to put the groceries in like the back seat because I had my saddles, bridles, horse boots, people boots, coolers, all in the back of my SUV, took me up all the room. That's <laughs> <laughs> what that space is for. Um, then your dog gets in the car and you're like, um, excuse me, where do I sit? And you're like, I'm in my lap. Come on, up front. Let's go. Kara says, we finally bought an acreage tractor, like a big tractor, but my hand is broken, so I can't drive it. <laughs> oh. Horse chicks. New uh, tractors are fun. <laughs> I hate our tractor. I'm terrified of our tractor. I don't like You won't even that. drive it, will you? Uh-uh. I feel like it's going to tip over. Okay. They do feel tippy. Do you have the three wheel? This is the three wheeled one or four? No, it's four with the front end loader. And I don't know. It just, I've read too many stories. When I went to school <laughs> in Kentucky, every morning the teacher would bring in a newspaper clipping about somebody who got hurt on a tractor. And I was like, ever since then, I've been terrified because what she didn't do want us to do was be like driving the tractors at the Kentucky horse park and like running them around and turn them over. So. I'm terrified of tractors because of her. Thanks, Margie. Um, so Gwen says, Sophie and I won our first ribbons together at a horse show this weekend and it was so excited. And I'm giving her and me a few days off for rest and recovery, but I don't want to. And I want to keep riding a ton and preparing for a show, but we don't have any shows. They're like the rest of the year. I have all this motivation and nowhere to go. <laughs> That's the opposite of what most people have. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty sure I read it in her exact way she was writing it. <laughs> Laurie says the feed store was completely out of alfalfa pellets. So like I have to buy alfalfa cubes and they take forever to soak and I hate scooping them. I can one up your problem, Lori. I went to the feed store and I bought like $500 worth of feed. I took my trailer. I was like, just load it up, like put it in there. And I ordered like six bags of alfalfa pellets and they get home and they're not in the trailer. 
I had to go back. <laughs> no, I can't find my receipt. And so I'm going to call him today. This was over the weekend. So I'm going to call him today and be like, hi, do you guys like have an access of Alphabet? I can't find my receipt, but I promise I bought them. Yeah, that's going to work out great at the feed store. They love that. Um, okay, let's see. Let's we see. have about 20 bags of alfalfa cubes in our garage because Jennifer went to – she gets them at TSC because TSC is right on the way to the barn. Mm-hmm. So she gets them at TSC, and for some reason, they were marked less than half off. She bought it one bag and noticed it was like half price. She didn't say anything and went and bought a bunch more. And then the next day they went back up to the normal price. So she thinks it was a mistake. But so now we have like 20 bags. Okay. <laughs> My friend choice. Larissa just went to Tractor Supply and they had Pro Force Senior for thirteen ninety nine a bag on sale. It was on sale, but it was legit. And um, it's twenty seven ninety nine a bag. And so she went and she bought all of them. And I was like, how many did you get for me? Because I feed that too, <laughs> and she wouldn't give me any of them. God, <laughs> Sometimes uh, I think they just make mistakes over there, and the pricing's all wrong or something. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I mean, it must have been like... Now, your punishment they, is you have to wait six years for the people to get it out of the back and bring it to your car. That's your punishment. Yeah, I don't care. I'll take that time if it's thirteen ninety nine a bag. Um, Elizabeth says, my 10-year-old daughter did her first event yesterday, and she loved it. But now I have to pick and choose between show days... Be- for her or for me, because we both can't do everything. <laughs> Why not? It sounds like a, a bonding experience. Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, I guess you got to start eventing. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Debbie says, I had a really amazing dressage lesson this weekend, and now my trainer has left and won't be back until the spring. <laughs> <laughs> Off to Wellington. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Flossie says, my trainer just got back in town from up north, and now that means that me and my horse actually have to put some effort forth and get back into shape after a lazy summer. So y'all need to, like, <laughs> y'all need to get together. Okay, this one is it's definitely, like, a, a, an actual real-world problem, but the pictures just make it into an equestrian one. And I'll tell you what, Julie says, we've been in a drought. And we got four inches of rain. (sighs) Now my horse is so muddy. And you have to go in there and look at these pictures. It is a white horse that is black. Black. (laughs) There is like mud balls hanging from this horse's mane. It's That is impressive. He's been waiting four months to do that. (laughs) Exactly. And finally, our final one is Jenny. And she said, (laughs) this is great. I got like the most awesome mounting block at a resale store for only $12. But it's like wood and I have to like paint it so it doesn't like rot outside. (laughs) 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 Thank you everybody for submitting your equestrian first world problems. I feel so sorry for all of you and um, I'm going to work on getting my Bluetooth hooked up so I can have my top down so I can listen (laughs) to my podcasts. I wanted to also, before we wrap up, by the way, there will be a post show, so hang around for that. But uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to thank Karen and her daughter, Karen from Kentucky Performance Products, and her daughter came over for dinner on Saturday night. So I uh, got to see the house and uh, got to go out and visit with the ponies. And her, her oh, I never, we had never met her daughter, and she works down here in Ocala. So that was kind of nice, and cool. I just wanted to thank them for stopping by. It was a lot of fun. It's always fun visiting with Karen. We talked about the time uh, during the road show. When you were along, we went out to her place and uh, saw her beautiful farm out there and uh, outside of Lexington, Kentucky. So for sales, uh, but it was nice of them to stop by. And she said, hi, by the way. Oh, I love so. her. Hi, All right, everybody. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Tomorrow is the first or second Tuesday of the month. I can't remember. 
Tomorrow is the second Tuesday of the month. That means it is Endurance Day. So Karen will be here for Endurance Day. And then uh, Mary Kitzmiller will be here on Thursday. And, of course, Jamie and I, we're here our usual times. And uh, hopefully for the next couple of weeks until I go to jury duty anyway. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Spay, neuter, and geld.